All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Double off day in the Stanley Cup final? No problem. We've got the first blockbuster of the summer to break down. Welcome into Daily Faceoff Live, everyone. It's Wednesday, June 7th. He is former uh, NHL player, uh, Colby Cohen. Pleased to have him back on the show. Colby, how you doing? I'm doing well, Frank. I had to change up my bio there briefly. I might have stumbled you a little bit. Yeah, I, uh, you have some news <laughs> that you put out there today on Twitter, and uh, you're leaving the Blackhawks, but I'm so excited to have you back in Philly soon. Uh, getting to see you is the biggest reason why, Frank. You know, I got to come over to your house the other day. I got a tour of it, yeah. and then I said to my wife, I think it's time to go home because I just think we need to be closer to Frank. I, I, that's always the pull. I'm like gravity. You just can't avoid me. Uh, that's right. Welcome into Daily Faceoff Live presented by Botano. The game starts now at botano.ca. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Colby, so much to get to, and let's start with that. Uh, trade that went down yesterday afternoon, a three-way deal between the Philadelphia Flyers, Columbus Blue Jackets, and Los Angeles Kings. The main piece is Ivan Provorov going from the Flyers to the Blue Jackets. We'll break down the Blue Jackets portion in a moment when we're joined by Aaron Portsline from The Athletic. But let's start with this deal from a Flyers perspective. This is the first Band-Aid, essentially, that's been ripped off by new GM Danny Breer and president of Hockey Ops Keith Jones as they begin to make changes. Danny Breer has not been shy about the idea that the Flyers are in for a rebuild. It's going to be a number of years. And Provorov is really the first piece of that to be plucked off and moved to another team, a guy that 
a few years ago was trending to be a number one defenseman in this league, has hit a setback the last couple of years, and now finds himself in Columbus. What do you make of this deal from a Flyers point of view? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Danny Briere did a, did a really nice job here because, look, you can't rebuild without assets. Um, you know, I just lived through this in Chicago. I, I watched them sell off, you know, big names, uh, you know, guys who are, who are good players at different points of their career. But in order to rebuild, you need assets. And I look what Danny was able to do here um, and moving Ivan Prover off. I think ever since Matt Niskanen retired from the game of hockey, Ivan Provorov's stock has slowly uh, gone downhill. And I think another season in sort of a, a torts rebuild, I just don't know what his value would have been had they waited any longer. So for them to turn around and get a first this year, we know how deep this draft is. There are players in that 20 range uh, that Stephen Ellis has said could be franchise level number one centers, wingers, and even potentially defensemen. So I like the move. Um, I don't think it's it's the last we're going to see, Frank. And, and ultimately, uh, starting with a bang for GM Danny Briere. Yeah, um, I really like this from uh, the Flyers' point of view in the sense that they begin the march toward that process. The key question is, who is next? Um, I imagine this is going to be a busy summer. There was lots of speculation about Carter Hart on Tuesday, my understanding is the Flyers are listening as they're listening really on just about every player on their roster. The only person in the organization who's really untouchable at this point is Cutter Gauthier. Everyone's going to have varying price points. But when you look at the Flyers and, and who else might be next, Kevin Hayes, Tony D'Angelo, Travis Sanheim, go through the list. You know, Carter Hart might be the guy next to Provorov that has the best value out there. Yeah, I think so, Frank. But I also think you always got to be careful with a goaltender, especially in the city of Philadelphia. You and I have grown up in this city and we've seen the pain and the struggles. Look, I, I think everybody's going to be listened to. I, I just don't think there's going to be anyone untouchable in Philadelphia. It doesn't mean they're going to have a fire sale. But again, you've got to see who are your greatest assets and then you've got to be able to project what will they be worth today? What are they worth in six months? And what are they worth again in a few years? Also, what is the trajectory of the organization? Because what a player is today is not what they're going to be in three or four seasons when this team probably is coming and, and knocking on the door again. So I think it's going to be busy. I think Hart's name will be out there. I wouldn't be shocked to see Farabee's name out there at all. Um, you know, I, I really wouldn't. And like I said, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for Danny Briere to compile assets. Uh, and I think they will do just that. I view this trade, Colby, as a win-win-win, one of the rare deals that you can see the point of view from every team in the trade. And perhaps the easiest one to glean is the LA Kings. Uh, they are able to clear off almost $8 million in salary cap space. Getting rid of the Cal Peterson contract was the big one. Uh, $5 million a year, almost $4 million a year when buried in the AHL, which is basically the level of play that Peterson has proven himself to be at these last couple seasons. And also Sean Walker, they have a log jam on the right side of their defense. Walker had some term has uh, almost $3 million in cap hit. And he's someone that really didn't fit in LA's plans as a healthy scratch in the playoffs. So 
they're able to clear those guys out. And had you said to me, you know, a week ago that the price to move both those guys in one transaction would be a first round pick, I'd say, okay, that sounds about right. I mean, look at what the cost has been for other teams to get off of some big deals. In this case, they only have to give up a second round pick um, and Helga Granz, one of their prospects who a lot of people that I trust with uh, player evaluation and a scouting eye, they seem to indicate that Grand's ceiling is sort of somewhere, he's a bigger guy, somewhere in the uh, five, six, seven range in terms of being an NHL defenseman. So, you know, think of someone along the lines of uh, Marcus Nudavara, for instance, if you're looking for a comparable, someone that, um, you know, could be an NHL player, but is no sure bet to be one. So, a second and grands to move almost 8 million bucks off the cap. And they get, you know, just some organizational depth in Kevin Connaughton and Hayden Hodgson. What a, what a bonanza this is for Rob Blake and the King. Like they, they make out like bandits here. Yeah, they did well. I mean, look, I think, uh, you know, Rob Blake has not been shy about wanting to move contracts. You, he moved on from Kevin quick at the snap of uh, Kevin quick, um, Jonathan quick at the, snap of a fingers last season uh, with a phone call through a third party. So, you know, they're looking to make moves. I heard rumors about Arvidsson potentially on the move to shed even more salary. Um, you know, it, it, I think this season, this summer, Frank, even though there's not this long list of super high end free agents, I think is going to be very interesting because I think a lot of chess is going to be played at the draft there are some superstar names out there. I think there are some contracts that are still going to get moved. People are still jammed up with the salary cap from it not going up like we thought. So I, I think it's going to be a very, very um, you know, exciting offseason for the NHL. So what's next for the Kings? That's the big thing. Obviously, Vladislav Gavrikov is someone that's in their sights. They've been talking to Gavrikov for the last number of weeks since the season ended. He's fit like a glove since coming over from Columbus in that deal at the deadline. And you talk about the right shot, you know, glut that they have in their organization. They really needed someone to come in on the left side and play well. And Gavrikov was that. So it makes sense that they're going to use some of the cap space that they gained in this deal to then allot that to Gavrikov. They're, these two sides are talking, not done yet, but it certainly seems like it's heading in that direction. My bigger question is what do they do in net? Now that they've cleared out uh, some space to sign Gavrikov, they're going to have a little bit more now to potentially go after a goalie. I'm wondering if someone like Connor Hellebuck for a team that I think their championship window is just opening, man, he would make a ton of sense in LA. Yeah, I agree. And I think, again, like Carter Hart's name has has been floated for L.A. as well, Frank. But here, here's what I would say to that. And I go back and forth on this, and I'll tell you why. Look at what Aiden Hill is doing within Bruce Cassidy's structure in, in Vegas. And I think it's showing teams that if you really load up your back end and you put a huge emphasis on size, strength, and mobility on your back end, you do not need a Connor Hellebuck to win the Stanley Cup. I said on this show, I thought the Vegas Golden Knights would win this series in six. Um, 
I probably, you know, will be surprised if it gets to six games. I think it might get to five. And Aiden Hill's been great, but I've played in Bruce Cassidy's system for years, Frank. And if you do, and you stick to his system, and you don't go outside and chase outside the dots in the neutral zone, and in the defensive zone, you're communicating, and you're playing that layered sort of half-layered, half-man-on-man system, you're not putting the goaltender under a lot of stress. And I think... A, a good goaltender can be really good in a system like that. And I think LA is similar in the way that they play. They slow everything down in the neutral zone. They don't give you a lot of opportunities to get goals off the rush and they make it more difficult defensively. So, you know, I, I think we'll see. It depends what the price is. They might roll back Corpusallo. They might go after one of these big free agents, but, or, or guys who aren't available via trade. But again, I think Aiden Hill is proving that the system is also very important and the personnel on the back end. Just a side note on the system. I love the chess match that Bruce Cassidy has played in this Stanley Cup final. If you notice how aggressive they've been for checking when someone like Mark Stahl is on the ice for the Florida Panthers, watch how different it is when he's not on the ice. They well, Frank, back- and let me, I, I know we're leaking a little bit here in time, but let me just tell you this. Bruce Cassidy as a head coach, he goes through the other team's roster before every single game in the locker room. Maybe he doesn't do it anymore. Chances are he still does it. He did it before I played for him, and he did it when I spent four years playing for him. And he tells you, this defenseman, you can go, you can get pucks in deep on this defenseman. He doesn't like to turn. Go for this guy's feet. He will specifically go through individual players and he will talk to the team about different tactics when different players are on the ice. So what you are seeing and what you have picked up is exactly what he is talking about inside that dressing room before every so game. We didn't t- actually talk about this before the show. And again, to your point, not to go off on a tangent, but that's that's been the story of this cup final is is the difference between personnel when they're on the ice like i said super aggressive when mark stalls there they're absolutely pounding him on the glass if they can and with guys like montour and some others who are used to playing under duress and are actually really good they sit back and they're playing a one three one and those guys are all of a sudden a team that's used to flipping the puck out of the zone and running under it. They don't know what to do. And yeah. so it's actually totally thrown the Panthers off kilter. That's why I'm fascinated to see what their response is like heading into game three. But we got to talk, speaking of free agents, let's talk restricted free agents. Not always a lot of conversation around these players, Colby, but I have a story going up on dailyfaceoff.com this afternoon about Um, some restricted free agents who may not be receiving qualifying offers and some other guys who may not be receiving qualifying offers for a different reason because their RFA case uh, as an arbitration case is so strong that the team might not be able to afford some of these players. So I'll give you an example of the difference between the two. Number one on our board is Mackenzie Blackwood. Almost zero chance that the New Jersey Devils are qualifying him between injury and inconsistent play. Over the last three seasons, he's played 82 games and has an 897 save percentage. At $3.36 million, that makes no sense to qualify him. They've got Vanacek and Schmid, and those guys are coming back, and it's off to somewhere else for Mackenzie Blackwood. But then at the bottom of this list, you have a really valuable player for the Boston Bruins and Trent Frederick. His qualifying offer is $1.15 million, but his salary arbitration case, if it gets to that point, is significantly higher. I think it's uh, you know well north of $2 bucks. So when you take a look at that, 
and you say, okay, the Bruins are under duress with their cap situation, and Frederick is is just one example of a few guys in the league that are like this. You know, between Will Borgen and Seattle, uh, even Ilya Samsonov, who they're going to have to pay, and this won't be an issue in Toronto. But the ARB case for these guys is actually pretty solid. That teams are going to have a decision to make. We might have to trade these guys and do something a little bit different uh, because qualifying them or or making the qualifying offer to them opens up that arbitration window that it just might put teams in a spot where they have to walk or trade these guys. Yeah, look, I, I think some of these guys are sitting ducks. I don't think Pulley RV is going to go ahead and, and, and get a, a qualifier. I think it's just too much money for what the output has been. Look, Trent Frederick is the most interesting, in my opinion, on this list because – you know, the Bruins are a little bit in flux. They don't know what's going to happen with Bergeron. They don't know what's going to happen with Frederick, or excuse me, with Krejci. You know, so, so they've got some things to work through. But, you know, Frederick's one of those guys that is, is sort of your, your, your new age power forward. And you've got to be really careful with how much you pay those guys because there's a number of them around the NHL. And I think if the Bruins are smart... And they are, you know, I think Don Sweeney always does a good job on contracts. I think you offer him a little bit of term with a little bit less money. And I think that's how you try to get a guy like Frederick resigned. Yeah. But the, the flip side for Frederick is if it all, you know, push comes to shove and you don't want to take the longer term, shorter money deal, this might be your chance to get to free agency a little bit earlier because you know that you have an ARB case that the yeah. Bruins aren't likely to be able to afford or to want to be able to afford that really makes it interesting. Uh, well, you let's be careful. The grass is not always greener. And when you have an inroad with an organization that has a followed good team. you, yep. stay with it. Yeah. That's a really good point by you, the player's perspective that sometimes also gets lost in this. Let's continue our off-season discussion where we're working through all 32 teams in the league, 30 of the 32 already in off-season mode. And today is the Tampa Bay Lightning. You look at their team and some of the difficult decisions that Julian Brisebois has to make this summer. Alex Kalorn is a pending unrestricted free agent one year after Andre Palat ended up walking. Corey Perry is a guy that will not be returning to the Tampa Bay Lightning, but I'm told would like to continue his career elsewhere. Uh, Ian Cole, another significant piece for them on their back end. Uh, they've got tough choices to make because they have few dollars that are available in cap space and many to sign. So they're going to be bargain basement hunting, bargain bin hunting uh, for sure this summer on the free agent market and on the trade market. But at the same time, someone like Ross Colton, who's come through their organization as a late round pick that has found a home in the NHL, that he's also due a really significant raise. They're probably not going to be able to keep him. So what do the Tampa Bay Lightning do and what's their first order of priority? Well, I think first order of business has to be Janot. We, we all know what Julian Brisebois gave up to get Janot. Uh, so I think it's important that they follow through with that and they make some sort of deal work. Now, Ross Colton is going to be the next Carter Verhege for the Tampa Bay Lightning. If he does walk, he's going to go somewhere and score a lot of goals. And he's good on the power play. He's good along the walls. He's come up in probably the best organization you can come up in over the last 10 years through great coaching with John Cooper, um, you know, good stewardship with Breezewah. Before that, it was Iserman. You've got, you know, Halpern on the bet. Like, you just have a really solid group of people. So I think those two players. 
What'd you say? Would you pay to keep Colton? I would pay to keep Colton. And the reason being, look at the success Carter Verhage's having, although he hasn't scored in the Stanley Cup final. He scored some big goals throughout this playoff season. He's a sniper. Again, and they let him go for nothing. He took more money in Florida, and he's blossomed into a star. I really like Ross Colton's game. It's not just because he's from our backyard, Frank. I, I happen to think that... Um, he, he's a talented player. And I think if he does go somewhere, you're right, he's going to get paid. And I think he's a top six forward, probably a second line player on a lot of teams in the NHL. So because of the cap implications in Tampa, the need to pay Ross Colton, he's number nine on our latest trade targets board. Four pieces connected to that trade targets. Top 25 were moved on Tuesday including Ivan Provorov, that late first-round pick that was property of the Columbus Blue Jackets, as well as Cal Peterson and Sean Walker. Let's dive into that trade a little bit more and get some of the Columbus perspective from our guy Aaron Portsline. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. That's right. Pleased to welcome back to Daily Faceoff Live, Aaron Portsline from The Athletic, who does a fantastic job covering the Columbus Blue Jackets since their inception. Porty, great to see you again. And this is a massive move for the Columbus Blue Jackets, who have reached a critical juncture in their franchise. Yarmo Kekalainen, I think, knows that he needs to get this turned around and in short order. You see the news about Mike Babcock coming aboard and now... They have another left-shot defenseman in the fold. Coincidentally enough, Provorov picked one selection before Zach Wierenski in the same draft class. What does this do for Columbus, and what's the reaction been about town? Well, Frank, it's been an interesting couple of days in Columbus. People are still getting used to the idea that Mike Babcock's going to be the coach here. Uh, and then another firebrand. <laughs> yeah, right. And another firebrand. Uh, player comes into the organization in Provorov, obviously some baggage there as well. Um, just on the ice, I mean, Provorov fits a, not just a need, a, a, a desperate 
need. And, and the Blue Jackets blue line was undermanned last year for sure. And then Wierenski gets hurt. And then Gavrikov gets traded. Uh, Wierenski will be back next year. But they had a absolutely giant hole. They still have a hole in the top four. Um, question marks on the right side. But Provorov gives them a Wierenski-Provorov one-two punch on the on the top, the left side of the top four, pretty good. Now they got to figure out the other side of it. And as Jarmo Kekalainen said yesterday, it's step one. Uh, the the step forward on the on the this team has to include major upgrades defensively. They're in an awkward spot because they've committed so much through the draft the last couple of years. Uh, three first-round draft picks spent on defensemen. But those guys, David Yurichek will probably be here next year. The other guys aren't ready yet. They need a bridge to the future. Uh, Provorov, at minimum, is that. And if those guys prove they're ready to go in a year or so, I think Provorov could be flipped. If not, they try to extend him and, and continue to build that way. Well, Aaron, obviously the Mike Babcock thing caught me off guard. I, I My first thought was, geez, Johnny Gaudreau goes from Sutter to Babcock, and I, I'll be interested to get his read on it when I catch in with him this summer. But, you know, it seems like Kekalainen has a longer leash than a lot of general managers. And my question to you is, is, is this seat getting warm? I mean, they, they haven't been able to get out of the second round. They tried John Tortorella for years in that style. Then they went to maybe a little more of the player's coach style with Larson. Now you pivot the complete opposite direction back to Mike Babcock. Again, I can't say that I understand it the way it ended in Toronto. There's plenty of other uh, sure. talented coaches out there. But, you know, is this sort of a last-ditch effort for, for Kekalainen to keep his job? Or, or does he have that long leash that I've seen over the past couple of seasons? Yeah, well, only John Davidson and ownership can – can determine that what's what is their level of patience do they still see a plan that they believe in this is he's now into his 11th season as gm he's the third longest i, I don't know if barry trotz is officially the gm in nashville yet but when david poyle steps down kekalainen will be the third longest tenured gm in the league um with one series win in that time it's you know it hasn't exactly been all uh you know, parades and, and rainbows since, since then um, it, it is warm. I would have to think it's warm. Um, I've always said that, that the word rebuild is really, really easy to say, and it's not such an awful process at the start of it because you see these young players and there's so much leash there for everybody, but it's like the, the old adage about fighting it. You know, everyone has a plan till they get hit in the mouth. Last season was the Blue Jackets getting punched in the mouth and the rebuild. It wasn't just doing this, the straight upward climb again. It, it really bottomed out. And so you wonder where it's going now with this team. This season will determine, I think, a lot of that. But absolutely, when you when you move three coaches um, and, and this is now the fourth coach under Jarmo Kekalainen, eventually the spotlight turns towards the GM not just the coach. Um, you can say, well, geez, Brad Larson didn't work, so we need a new coach. Well, you hired Brad Larson, right? At some point, it always comes back to to the GM. So I would think it's warmer now than it's been at any point in his tenure, certainly. And a lot of places would not be nearly as patient as they've been. Porty, I reported a couple weeks ago that the Blue Jackets were 
aggressive in trying to move that additional first round pick that they had for help on D. Uh, quickly in 30 seconds, give us a prediction of what you think is next, because my understanding is this is really just the first step for Columbus in a big summer. Yeah, I think they want to be very aggressive. Uh, they're not moving the number three pick. Uh, that's where their their fix at the center ice position is going to come. I still think they're going to be aggressive in the trade market. They'd like to reshape themselves down the middle at center and maybe not wait necessarily for a Carlson or a Will Smith to fix that. Uh, that's easier said than done. I still think there are moves to be made on the back end. I suspect they're going to be aggressive. You hire a coach like Mike Babcock, you're really not rebuilding anymore you're starting to take big steps towards what you hope is a win now approach. So we'll see where it goes, but I, I suspect they'll be very active this summer. Write it down. Aaron Portsline thinking that the Columbus Blue Jackets focused on the center position moving forward. Thanks so much to Porty for joining us today. You can follow him on Twitter at a Portsline and his work is a must read on theathletic.com. The All 32 is, today has been brought to you by UFC 289 this Saturday in Vancouver. The card features six Canadians headlined by Nunez versus Aldana. You do not want to miss UFC 289 on pay-per-view. Thanks, Porty. All right, Colby, moving right along. Our daily face-off inbox question of the day. Hashtag ask DFO. After we saw some celeb sightings in Vegas, Lil John, we had uh, Owen Wilson here uh, in a photo. My, my question for you is, which celebrity, which hockey fan celebrity would you like to watch a game with? Well, first of all, Frank, Little John, I met him one time in a nightclub in Miami. Did you just and call him Little John? Lil, Lil John, okay. okay. Uh, you know, I, I want to, but I want you to know this. We met at a club. This was during the 2011 after the Stanley Cup championship. And I was um, with some friends in Miami and he was playing and someone brought me up there and introduced the guy loves hockey. He was a season ticket holder in Atlanta. He actually follows me on Twitter still, which I think is so Dude, what funny. a flex that is. I know. Lil right? like, me on Lil, he does. You can look it up and you can you can verify it. But so I love to see Lil John in the mix here. But John Hamm, for me, seems like the guy who would be fun to watch an NHL game with. Doesn't seem like a bandwagon fan. He's at all the St. Louis Blues games. I loved Mad Men. It was one of my favorite shows. Uh, I love most of the movies that I've seen John Hamm in. He seems like a pretty cool guy, and I think he would just be fun to, to watch an NHL game with. Yeah, Lil John, I just checked, does not follow me on Twitter. But uh, the person me. I want to watch a game with, celebrity hockey fan, Bill Bear, also a fan of DailyFaceOff.com. He Come actually, on. Uh, uh, apropos of nothing, like with no hint of this coming, he mentioned Daily Faceoff on his podcast. It's like, I love that site. I do all my fantasy hockey lineups on there. <laughs> so unreal. I've been trying to get him on my pod. Uh, he's coming uh, out. Yeah, to Atlantic way. City. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I got to meet this guy in the summer. Can we get him on the show? That's the question. We're, we're working on it. But okay. uh, Bill Bear is my guy. That's that's the one I want to watch an NHL game with. Uh, let's get to Tyler Remchuk and our Batano Daily Bet segment. Tyler, man, we're running out of games to bet this season. What do you got? Yeah, there's like again two days off between uh, games here in the Stanley Cup final is uh, really not helping me get my gambling itch in. But a couple of interesting props. Patano always updating their kind of uh, series live odds on a bunch of different things. So there's a couple plays that I'm intrigued by. And I'm going to start 
with the series top point getter. Jonathan Marcheseau is tied with Jack Eichel with four points so far, yet you can still get him over on Botano at four to one. I love the value here. Anytime you can get something at plus 400 again, Marcheseau tied for first right now. If Vegas is going to keep rolling, he should be involved in a lot of the offense. And I just think the gap between he and Eichel is a little bit too big here. Marchessault outscored him in one of the games, right? It's not insane to think that he could do it in a couple more going forward. So I like Marchessault at plus 400 to be the series leader in points. And the second one I like, Frank, is all about the Florida Panthers just winning one road game. Now to get there, they have to win at least one of three or four, obviously. But when you look at how this series has been priced, the Panthers have kind of been like plus 110, plus 115 underdogs so far. So if they can bring this series to game five in Vegas, I'll basically be having a Panthers money line ticket for game five at plus 230 i think that's just an awesome value play right there again not saying it's likely or a lock or anything like that but a really solid payout over on botano for something that again just need them to win game five it feels like a smart play if you believe that the panthers are going to make this thing an interesting series so a shout out to botano the game starts now botano.ca i'm not giving up on the florida panthers just yet yeah, I hear you. I'm just not convinced that's going to be the case. They got to make it to game five. If not, the bet cashes the other direction, right? If it was to be a sweep. Yeah, if it was a sweep, then you know, you need them to win one of three or four, which is why the payout's so good. But again, like Panthers And come then out, winning game fight. five is, so you need, a, you need two things to happen. It's basically a parlay that the Panthers win at least one at home and then also win game five. Also in game five. Yeah, but still plus 230. Like, I do like those odds. You just need one of the next two games to go your way, and then it's a money line ticket for game five. Yeah, I don't know. If the game, if it gets to game five in Vegas, I just feel like it's going to be an epic celebration, and I don't, I don't think the Panthers are going to see another game this season. We'll see. Uh, that brings us to garbage time, which Colby Cohen, for whatever reason on the show, is allergic to, so I'll take it. Uh, what's been in the news the last 24 hours, biggest sports story has been the merger between the PGA Tour and Live Golf. No shortage of hot takes on the internet and certainly looking forward to listening to Brandel uh, Chambly at one point whenever he decides to speak <laughs> Oh, on he this. did it last night. Oh, he spoke last night. Okay. I, all right. I, don't spoil it for me. I have to see it. But here's the thing. This got me thinking just in terms of a hot, uh, a hockey perspective. How do we then, like, what's, is there any correlation here? And my thing is something that doesn't have nearly as bad blood as live and PGA. What about the two women's leagues that are concurrently taking place uh, in the hockey world? You've got the PHF on one side and the new league that the PWHPA is going to be launching in the fall. Just makes sense. Like I know everyone's tired of this, this narrative and this story and these two leagues are completely well run and, and going to be separate entities and are fine with that. But I just can't help but think that at the end of it, for the greater good of the women's game, it just makes sense to have the very best players all playing in the same league as opposed to them being sprinkled in the PHF over here and the bulk of them in the PWHPA over there. So to me, uh, the fact that Liv and PGA were able to to get along and, and now apparently live harmoniously for the next little while subject to antitrust legislation – just feels like the time is right. If cats and dogs can live together, why not these two hockey leagues? Uh, listen, Frank, with this news, I think you should call your brother, invite him to live at your house. It's it now's the time to do it. If live in PGA can can sing Kumbaya, so can Frank and Nick Saravalli. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see about that. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that personal insight. That'll do it for today's daily face-off live. Thanks to Colby Cohen, Aaron Portsline, Tyler Remchuk. 
and our technical producer, Aaron Bordado. That'll do it. We'll be back uh, Thursday, 12 noon Eastern. You know where to find us. Until then, have a great day, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.